0: All right, guys. Well, the wild card round is over, and uh, that was a fun first round. But now it's time for the divisional round of the playoffs. This is where it gets a lot tighter. I'm Wes. This is the extra point. You guys know you've been listening forever, and if you're new, welcome. Uh, as always, here with Matt and Bobby. What's up, gentlemen? Matt, how you
1: doing, man? Oh man, I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Good, good, good. Bobby, we all good?
2: Man, we're all good, baby. Duval. You already know, and
0: that's going to be where we're going to start the topic. And uh, I'm not one that likes to jump on my team right off the bat, but this is big news. This is big NFL news. Bobby, why don't you lead it off this time? I just yeah, want to well, hear I it. Mean,
2: yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, you know, just obviously you and I being in Jack's territory down here, I mean, I think we all um, kind of expected this to happen, you know, Oh yeah. Uh, late last week, you know throughout, you know, actually when the carousel coaching carousel started hitting, but urban Meyer's coming back home, you know, uh, he's coming back home. I mean, this isn't his home, but the Jacksonville Jaguars signed urban Meyer, man. Um, wow. I mean, that's, uh, that's, um, that's very huge news. Um, a lot of, uh, I, I think a lot of people at first, I, I definitely want to ask you about your opinion about this, but urban Meyer signs a deal with the Jags. It's a done deal. It's official. He's uh, gonna test the NFL ranks right now and see what he can do. He's back in the game. Hundlieablelie 108, unbelievable.
0: and thirty two in his time in college. Uh, three national championships, three and o in national championship games for that matter. Uh, Matt, uh, do you think it's going to take a while for him to be able to transfer to the to the uh, to the big leagues as far as you know implementing game plan and everything like that, or do you think it'll be he'll be able to make a quick turnaround to this franchise?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. We're gonna have to find out. I mean, he's known to be a very strict and direct uh, head coach, and he's he has to be control in control of everything. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. That didn't work too well, you know, with Tom Coughlin uh, running personnel decisions and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a wait and see. So I'm very skeptical of this this decision here. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh,
0: coming into this, uh, obviously, I was extremely skeptical about it. I talked about it a few episodes back. Um, you know, no NFL experience is always a big thing with me. You look at the previous uh, college to NFL coaches, not NFL to college to NFL coach, so your Har- Harbaugh's and Carroll's don't count. Uh, you don't have a really high success rate. It's it, it's actually fairly low. Uh, now, the big thing about this was that Shad Khan wanted to have a lot of control of this roster, so... I don't know how much control he's got, but it's, apparently it's enough to where Urban Meyer isn't bothered by it. Um, there's a lot of con. There's a lot of chit chat about, you know, what will, you know, what will Urban Meyer do with the first overall pick? I can go ahead and put that to rest. He's going to draft Lawrence. I know he he recruited Fields. I know he has all the faith in the world in Fields, but he's going for Lawrence. Um, and I think uh, okay. Marcus Spears made the best point I heard today. Uh, when they were in that second pick, you never you didn't hear about this man's name linked to Jacksonville in any regard. It wasn't until after they secured that first overall pick that he started coming up and then it got stronger and then it got stronger and then it got stronger. So um while I, I feel Matt and I'm I am kinda still leaning that way, I'm extremely skeptical about it. It's hard to not be excited. Um, straight up I mean, I sent you guys a picture pregame, I got I got or pre show excuse me. I got my Jags Garrard jersey on, you know, from O seven. <laughs> So um, one of the few that I can actually wear because he never really left. Um, But, you know, I heard Fred Taylor come on and talk about it. Josh Allen was talking about it. Will Richardson talking about it. Um, The Josh Allen on the Jags, of course, not the playoff uh, Bills Josh Allen. But uh, all of them extremely excited. And uh, another good point made was, you know, this team has dealt with a lot of losing. uh, And I think they're desperate to get winning after you lose 15 games in a row. And they'll probably jump on jump on his uh on his bandwagon and roll with his methods. And I, I don't think it'll be too much a prob too much of a problem from that aspect. Another problem was well, what about with older players that are you know how are they going to deal with him coming in there? You know, or how are they going to listen to him? Look, Jacksonville's got one of the youngest teams in the league. I mean, Urban Meyer was I mean he could have been coaching half these people three or four years ago. And then if you look at his previous. Uh, a bunch of his previous players that he's had, whether it be from Utah, you have Alex Smith, Florida. Uh, you have, uh, man, uh, a few players from there that are still in the league. Ohio State's got a ton of them. One on your team, Bobby, with Zeke. Uh, it, he's got it everywhere in the league, and his fingerprints are all over the league. So whether it transitions, we'll see. He's got to be okay with losing because this franchise isn't going to get turned around overnight. It doesn't matter who you bring in. We're not going from 1-15 to Super Bowl. Over, it, it, it would be wild. I don't see that
2: happening. And- Johnson almost did it, baby. They're comparing this situation like the Jimmy Johnson situation. <laughs> hey,
0: understandably, I, I, I get it. I get it. But uh, I'm going to pump the brakes on that just yet. I, I need a little bit more. I need to see who his coordinator is going to be. I need to see what he does with the current staff that's still not fired yet. Uh, I, I would really like him to retain Keenan McCardell, me personally. Uh, I think that would be a perfect person to keep if you're going to keep anybody from the uh, regime. And I need to know who my GM is. Uh, Balk seems to be the favorite right now. He's the interim GM. He was a GM for the 49ers uh, a few years back. He was big in uh, several key picks prior. I'm trying to name a few off the top of my head, but I just can't think of them.
2: Go ahead. I said I got something to say about that GM situation when you're done.
0: Yeah, and uh, I I mean, while again, I I agree 100% with Matt. I am extremely skeptical of this. It's hard for me to not be excited. Go ahead,
2: Bobby. Yeah, I mean, uh, before I talk about uh, my personal opinions about this whole GM thing, because I know, uh, Wes, you were really, like, I think we were talking last week, maybe off air, about how you were more interested in seeing, um, you know, what was going to go on in the GM position before head coach. Yes. Obviously, GM, but that's the person that runs the team. I'll touch base with that here uh, in a minute or so, but, um, I love this Urban Meyer hire, man. I mean, number one because it's sexy. I think the NFL really needs it. You're talking about a guy that's a huge name, and just dating back right here in 2003 at Utah, he coached there for two years. He went 22 and 2. Then he went to the Florida Gators from 2005 to 2010, won a national championship, went 36 and 12. Then he went to Ohio State from 2012 to 2018, went 83 and 9, with another national championship. This guy wins everywhere he goes. As a matter of fact, even before that, he was at Bowling Green before he went to Utah mm-hmm. and had a, a, a record of a, a team that went two seasons without any wins and went 17-6 and six in those two seasons. So this guy knows how to win. You know, obviously, you know, it's a different jump from college to the NFL. There's no question about it. But um, if I, if, you know, I mean, we Nick Saban, you know, obviously Nick Saban, you know, There's multiple guys that, you know, did the whole college route to the NFL route and it didn't really work out well for him. But I mean, I just I I mean, he if there's any perfect situation for Urban Meyer or any coach to get into, it's the Jags. I can't remember the last time um, a team going in the offseason has what they have going on right now. You got two first round picks. I think it's obviously the number one overall. Mm -hmm. And what's the other one, West 25th? The other ones to, to be determined. It just depends on how the Rams do. How the Rams do okay, and then um 11 overall, mm-hmm. and one of the highest uh, uh, caps over what close to 100 million dollars of cap space. Yep. So, they, they, their mean,
0: reports <laughs> are after it's 70. It's it's a little over
2: 70 that. right now, but it's reported it'll eventually be over 100 million. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And the touch base about the whole GM thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a buddy of mine at work today, John Kleinfelder. Huge Jacksonville fan. Born and raised Palm Coast. His dad used to golf with Steve Spurrier. You know, a huge Gator and Jacksonville fan. Um, I really don't think you're going to see that Lewis Reddick or that big name right now because mm-hmm. usually you hire a GM before you hire a coach. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, that GM is involved in everything, player personnel and coaching decisions. So right now, this is Colin and Urban Meyer's team, you know. So I think they're going to keep interim. Who's your interim GM right now? It's Bulk. So he was a former GM with the 49ers. Yeah. So I don't see I don't see a huge I think right now uh, you know with Khan and getting Urban in right now mm-hmm. um, I don't think they're gonna really stress that much right now on um, you know getting a GM I mean I think they're gonna I think you know the hands are in Urban Meyer right now <laughs> I don't know what the contract is or whatnot um, but I mean between Con and Urban I think they're gonna be really taking care of most of the player personnel and all the executive decisions you know so.
0: You know, I really like seeing uh seeing Khan getting his, you know, getting more involved and I'll be a lot happier if I can see him get involved without, you know, stepping on any toes too much. Uh, Matt, I'm going to jump this back over to you. As uh from an outside looking in perspective with Urban Meyer, uh looking into your offseason free agency, does bringing Urban Meyer to this Jacksonville team make you more inclined as a player to go there?
1: I mean, I know that's kind of a hard one to answer, but yeah, that's tough to answer. I mean, possibly. I mean, the like, guy's known to be a winner, clearly. So um, it just depends on. <laughs> it's tough, man. Like I yeah. said earlier, he's known to be very controlling and and you know very direct, and and sometimes that can rub players the wrong way. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how he fills out his staff. Um, I don't know. Did do they already have? uh coordinated he already picked coordinators and uh looks like uh line uh,
0: uh lenehan yeah lenehan's mm-hmm. looking uh looking at uh potentially being the oc he was with detroit pretty much right after they got matt stafford with megatron so he had top five offenses the majority of the time he was there uh, it was five fifth third and sixth respectively i think 20 uh, 2012 through 2015 i believe uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Jacksonville. Definitely reason to be excited. If you're a Jags fan, I know I am. Um, yeah. I'm hopeful for the best, always expecting the worst. You never know what's going to happen, but I- I'm fairly confident that uh, he'll have a good opportunity to turn this team around. I just hope he brings a lot of NFL experience around him.
2: Yeah. He's going to need to though, uh, because you know, urban's not one, you know, uh, believe it or not, urban Meyer is a special teams guy, kind of like a Frank Beamer, you know, throughout his college career. He's known as the offensive minded coach. Mm. Excuse me, but he's never been a play caller.
1: That's so, one
2: thing that I. Yeah. So he's more of a quote unquote not the ball. Yeah, yeah
0: they, they, exactly. They said. Uh, they said the biggest thing about him coming in is the mentality change. Change that. The, how that. Right. How that team is to change the, the attitude of a franchise is their biggest reason to bring him in. So we'll see what happens. Let's go ahead and slide from uh, my team to Matt's team, the Atlanta Falcons. Matt, I know you've had several different head coaches come through. You had Bieniemy, Bulls, Brady, Hackett. Um, who was a former JAG uh, offensive coordinator currently for the Packers. You had even Raheem Morris, your interim uh, head coach there, uh, Salah. Uh, Arthur Smith completed two interviews, the Titans OC. Um, Just from your perspective, I know we talked a little bit about it uh, pre-show, not hearing a lot out of Atlanta. Is there anything else that you've heard that maybe somebody else hasn't heard? And after that, who are you leaning towards right now based on those candidates?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's tough. Uh, I haven't heard. I mean they're doing a real good job on uh, keeping it tight lipped around there. Yeah, and nothing, nothing's really leaking out. So, I mean, I'm kind of hearing. Um, you know, looks like it, it could possibly be Arthur Smith, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that Joe Brady actually had a, a pretty decent interview, and oh, crap, I can't remember. I was reading it earlier this week. Somebody else had a very good interview. Um, that that threw me off too. Like I did, I wasn't even sure that we, I didn't even know that we were uh, interested in this guy. Maybe Hackett. Um, Daniel Hackett, maybe. Um, no, I don't yeah. think it was him. I, it, maybe if I, if I figure out later, I'll, I'll bring it up real Please quick. Do, but Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't rem- I can't remember at this moment. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um. Yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? Who do you think uh, we should pick up? Bob, you go ahead first. I'll I'll pick up after you because I have actually a pretty good
0: take on this one in my eyes.
2: Yeah, I mean, you'll have a better take than I will. Um, like Matt was saying though, I mean, they're kind of you know really quiet. I mean, I haven't really heard much about you know head coaching you know vacancies as far as who they want to fill in for the Atlanta Falcons job right now. Um, I'm hearing a little bit more talk about the GM. So I think that's going to be a situation, unlike Jacksonville right now, where I think that they want to solidify that GM spot right now and then have him um, go in and um, be one to be part of that negotiation when it comes to uh, picking a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I don't. Do you, I mean, uh, uh, Eric, the enemy. He, I mean, I, I, I have a feeling like this guy right here might be left out again. Isn't I that crazy? Too. Yeah. Yeah, he was very hot right now, about two or three weeks ago, and now I'm just hearing, I'm even hearing like Keller Moore being interviewed for the, you know, Philadelphia Eagles. Not to get off the topic, I'm gonna have more for that later for sure. The right now, I think a lot of people are, for some reason, they're saying quote unquote <laughs> there's a lot of bad them. So I don't, I don't believe on that by any means. I think that guy should have been a head coach at least by last year. At least, but um, I'll, I'll be honest, with you, I don't really have much take on this right here. Um, I'm gonna leave that up to you and um Matt for sure. But um, it's gonna be interesting. I think maybe go GM first before they make that decision.
0: Yeah. Um. No, I was looking at this one, and uh, you know, there's a couple that. So one, I like uh Sala, personally for for, and I know that sounds weird, but I I like him for the head coaching job there. Yeah. Uh, I know that right now he's looking like a favorite for the uh for the Jets, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I, I I like him because that's gonna help bring that defense up. We know what we have with that offense. We have Matt Ryan. We have Julio Jones. We have Calvin Ridley.
1: Um, you, we'll, we'll you, see. Go ahead. You you know why I don't like that is because he worked under Dan Quinn mm-hmm. uh, in Seattle, so I don't want any parts of that. Okay. Okay. Doing the same exact thing. That's so, my, so, that's hey, no, that's fine. It. That's fine.
0: I like that. I like that. So we'll let's let's for conversation's sake, let's let's, let's chop him off the list. Okay. Let's say he goes to the Jets. Um, Okay, here's the next one. So I wasn't high on this guy initially and he left Jacksonville and he's been very successful since he left Jacksonville. Nathaniel Hackett. I do like him as well. Uh, And I like him more for Atlanta than I did for Jacksonville based on what they have. You have a number one receiver and you have your starting quarterback. I know everybody's kind of moving away from Matt Ryan and it's we got to start making decisions, but I don't think you're quite there yet. I think he could still get a little bit out of Matt Ryan. Um, and definitely out of Julio and Calvin Ridley, and he's not afraid to, th- to, to draw up the deep plays. He's not afraid to draw up the plays over the middle, um, and he will he he will make the run game an important factor on that offense, which I think they need to bring back. Uh, it fell off a little bit this year. Obviously, you had a lot of fallout of that, that running back position with Atlanta, but I think they can do a lot of damage with Nathaniel Hackett. Now, I still prefer enemy over all of them. Um, I don't cool. care what people are saying about him. I like I like this. I still like this coach. He was my first pick to go to Jacksonville. Um, I still like him as the coach with a hot offense. I think that would work well, and I think he could build a good team around himself.
2: I I agree. You know what, Ben? I mean, I personally think the way the Falcons are going to go right now, I think they're going to keep interim head coach Raheem Morris there. You know, I mean, that's kind of the way it's looking right now, and I do. I don't mind him. I think he's a good coach. You know, I think eventually he's going to be a head coach if he's not a head. You know, their their coach going into next season or whatnot, but. When you have a person out there like, like I said, I think Robert Sala, Sala is going to be over in. Um, apparently, everything that I've been hearing that, um, you know, he's going to go to the big market over there in New York. That's and, what I um, hear too. Yeah, take control of Jets, but um, <laughs> the enemy is right there. I don't. I'll be. I'll totally be baffled right now, man. And um, I don't want to get into any of that whole like social political um, issues and all that. But there's no reason this guy should not be a head coach in this league right now. And I don't want to get into that situation or not, but. Somebody's got to pick him up. Even though, like, yes, you know that crazy offense he has at Kansas City. You know uh, Nagy's with the Bears and all that, with the Andy Reid system or not. That guy needs to be a head coach somewhere. Whoever gets him, I think is going to be a great hire.
1: Let's move. From. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Is like, yeah, like I want to. Matt Ryan's never had a offensive minded coach yeah. necessarily since since he's been there. So that's what I would like. Like.
0: Because he's only he's had, saying, sorry, like, man, I don't mean to good. cut you off. He's only had Mike Smith and, and Dan Quinn, right? Am yeah, I? Mike know. Smith is
2: defensive minded coach, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's
0: what Matt was saying. You know, they've pretty yeah. much only had defensive minded coaches. In Mike Smith, former right. Jag, I remember right. him. But uh,
1: yeah, that, that's it. That's Yeah, that's, no, that's one hundred percent. Yeah, no, you're you're right. And uh, Dirt Cutter needs to go. So I think if. New GM, new head coach, I think he'll let, he'll be let go. That's clearly not a thing. It's not working. But, yeah, no, I think we need to be offensive-minded. Let's squeeze these last. I mean, Matt Ryan will be, what, 35, 36, 36 possibly? I think maybe just 35. Um, Look at these other guys. They're playing 43, 42, yep. 41. You know. So I think there's a solid three years left in both I agree. Uh, Matt Ryan and Julio. So I still like I Matt Ryan. I think offensive-minded. Yeah, and um, – 35, by the way, 35. That's what I thought. Yep. And then, yeah, so Dan Quinn, I mean, clearly defensive-minded coach, and that defense was trash other than one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to go off – I mean, yeah, go if you're going to do it, if you're going to go, go offensive-minded, get offensive-minded coach. Yeah, so let's go ahead and
0: transition from the, from the head coaching to the general manager because it seems like maybe – and this is just me looking at it. I, I have two different theories with Atlanta in, in regards to their head coaching – what they're doing with their head coach. I feel like one, it's tight lip for, for one reason, because they haven't hired their GM yet. And they're taking that smart approach. You know what? I kind of would have preferred in Jacksonville. I think they're doing it right where they're waiting for their GM or the, the guy they could want be enemy. Uh, they can't talk to him right now. And they obviously can't hire him right now while he's still in the playoffs. So that's another thing too, to keep an eye on. Now, uh, speaking of that, Atlanta seems to have all but offered the job of GM to the Saints' VP Assistant GM uh, Terry Fontenot. I believe that's how I believe that's how you pronounce it. I'm pretty sure um, this man has been with the Saints a long time. He's been with uh, he's been with the organization for 16 seasons. Um, the past six is pro for a pro scouter as well. So. Um, and I guess they've been increasing his voice within the franchise in the recent years, which it looks like Atlanta has all but offered this job to him. Matt, uh, I know you don't know a lot about this guy. I don't know a whole lot about this guy. Bobby, you may know more than both of us. So I'm gonna go ahead and actually start with you, Bobby. Do you know anything more of that you can tell us about him?
2: Uh, I mean, you know, like, he's been in the Saints organization for 18 years. And, you know, um, first as a vice president general manager personnel um i mean he i mean from what i remember i mean you know Fontenot came in the nfl you know as like a marketing intern or something crazy like that with the saints so i mean this is a guy that definitely worked his way up a tree um uh he was in that role i think when they had general manager was it loomis mickey loomis or something like oh, that god yeah
0: that
2: yeah sounds yeah familiar. But I, remember, so, I mean this guy is well Willie well, is well, well respected and he's worked his way up the uh you know, um, the total pull to get where he's at right now. And it was just a matter of time before he's going to, you know, you know, get a job like this. So um, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, he's great at scouting. You know, I remember him. He's a great scouting assistant and with um, player personnel. Um Yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, Wes, though, I mean, all the reports that I heard right now are, I mean, he's a hot commodity. And I think, you know, um, like you were saying, I think, I think before they even the Falcons even make move to find out the next head coach or whatnot, I think they want to address the issue right now, getting a GM. I think this guy's going to be the next one.
0: Matt, your thoughts? Uh, just like yeah. I, I, I know there's not a whole lot to go on, but just kind of like, what are your initial thoughts of it?
1: No, I mean it, uh, from what I've been hearing, I mean again, this guy's been with the Saints organization for 16 years. Um, including the past six years as the director of pro scouting. Right. So. Yeah, he's he's got all the uh, the qualifications for it. Um, I'd be very satisfied if he, you know, if he became our GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like the other, um, the other person. Uh, crap, gosh dang, I just had it here right in front of me too. Um, there, there's another GM Brad Holmes, director
0: there. of the the Rams. Or director yeah, of college scouting. excuse right me. Brad Holmes,
1: right Holmes, yes, yeah. yes, sir. There we go, right there. And uh, I'd be probably pretty satisfied with him as well. But I think I'd be uh, better off. I think we'd be better off as a team with Terry uh, from the same. That's just my opinion. Cool.
0: Yeah, and look, I mean, I know this isn't, you know, something we talk a whole lot about in in this podcast. But, hey, look, this you guys are potentially zeroing in on two minority coaches – or GMs, excuse me. That's kind of – that's huge for the league, man. The Lions just hired theirs – um, so th- it's good to see in the NFL, they're kind of, you know, minorities are getting up in there and th- that's good. That's good for parity. That's good for the NFL. I think that's good all around. Just kind of wanted to hit that real quick.
2: Absolutely. And before we, uh, there's another name to throw out on this one right here. Brad Holmes he used to be, you know, the director of scouting for the, uh, Atlanta Hawks and the LA Rams. So apparently Sheffner said he's another one to look out after. Yeah, that's it. I just yeah, that was discussing. Yeah, yeah. I never. We just stepped away for a minute, so I didn't hear
1: that. No problem. You're good. We just threw it in right there at the end. Uh, But yeah, no, we definitely. Yeah, it's 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 between them two. It's looking like uh, Terry. Yeah. Uh, Fontano. Yes, and we'll have. It seems
0: like if he gets to hire, me and Matt will have a lot of time to practice getting his name perfect. (laughs)
1: Love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, man. There's a lot, a uh, lot to talk about. One more thing I want to cover before we kind of move away from the coaching and go into the games, uh, Bobby. I think you have a warning for Philadelphia. Uh, Kellen Moore uh, gets an interview for head, the head coaching job. Yeah,
2: good for him, man. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I think that's just hey, let's just bring this guy in and just my opinion. I mean, he's very young, you know. I mean, I, I was even questioning when he got hired as offensive coordinator for the, you know, for Dallas. Um, I mean, he's shown that he can um, produce quarterbacks. I mean, he um, has done a good job, you know, with um, Dak. Obviously, Dallas offense really hasn't been an issue since he's been there. So I'm thinking, you know, Philadelphia in their minds or, you know, they have a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts that um, they think maybe that Kellen can, you know, they want to go that route. You know, I, I, I don't get it personally. I'll be honest with you right now. I do not think this guy is a head coach right now. By any means, <laughs> by any means. Totally. Get it. And I, I'd be very shocked if they hire him as a head coach. I think it's just to bring him in, see what's up or whatnot. But if they go that route, then whoo, what a change, man. I mean, compared to who else is out there right now, proven, I'd be shocked. So uh, quick
0: error on my part. I want to go ahead and fix real quick, Matt. And uh, just to let you know for your uh, further scouting report uh, on your GM, the Lions. So they did hire their new GM. They're actually their new GM is Brad Holmes. Uh, from the Rams. So he was the one that was brought into Detroit to be the new GM for the Lions. So it looks like Fontenot has nobody in his path right now to snag oh, okay. that GM job from him. Just, I think wanted to, it's up, yeah. yep, just wanted to clarify that real quick before oh, we okay, move forward. Oh,
2: okay. I heard that earlier. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So. Yeah.
0: All right, so wait, hey, you guys ready to go talk about some games? Like I'm pretty pumped to talk about these
2: games, guys. Oh uh, man, we talk about your teams, all that. I can't get no Dan Quinn action on my. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay,
0: you know what? You're right. You're right. You know what? You're right. Let's back up. Let's back up. All right, let's talk right. some. Let, let's talk <laughs> some Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, the hype is real in Jacksonville and Atlanta right now. I forgot all about Dallas. Apologies. Let first of all, uh, Bobby initial takes on Dan Quinn going there as a the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys.
2: And I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, I like the hire. I mean, I can't wait to hear what Matt says about this. But anytime a head coach, anytime a head coach loses his job, though, you know, um, you're not always good. Um, so, but I mean, I've always liked Dan. I liked him in Seattle. I liked him, you know. I liked him even, you know, in Atlanta. I really do think he's a good coach. You know, I thought that Dan would be a good hire for him. You know, as soon as he left Atlanta, he took over a couple of years as a defensive coordinator. You know uh for the seattle seahawks and they were ranked number one in the nfl for both those years um obviously it didn't quite uh work out as well as you know it did in seattle you know as a defense um the defensive side of the ball him being the head coach in atlanta but um considering his background as a defensive coach yeah i like it i think it's uh, i think he's a really good football coach and maybe he wasn't built to be a head coach and let's we'll see what he can do as a defensive coordinator
0: matt uh We've seen several coaches that have taken a step down actually become very successful at their what I would like this client to classify as their home position. Uh we saw it with Gus Bradley in, in LA with the Chargers. He actually got a, uh, picked up a job after Lynn gets fired and goes to the uh um goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. Excuse me, but he was very successful with that defense. Uh do you think the same thing will happen with Quinn or do you think he'll have issues?
1: It's tough to say. Uh I think he'll I I think he'll do very well. Um, all the players love Dan Quinn. Uh, everybody was upset that they didn't perform better for him. Could have been scheme, uh, what he was trying to implement. Um, you know, hopefully we don't have like a, you know, quote unquote Dan Snyder situation going on in Atlanta where Arthur blank is kind of a little bit more involved, uh, in the player personnel and schemes of what he wants to see, whatever. Um, Hopefully that's not the actual situation, but I know all the players love them. I think it's a good hire. I can't wait to see what he does for that defense when that's all he's got to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, no, man. I, I have nothing bad to say about him at all. Um, unfortunate what, what happened, but, um, now nah, Bobby, I'm very excited to see if, if he can turn that defense around when that's all he's got to focus on.
2: And you and Matt, you made a really good point before we turn it to Wes on his opinion, though. You know, when you're a head coach, you got to focus on everything, you know, offense, defense, special teams, you know, um, players, you know, um, you know, attitudes and, um, off field, this and that. So, you know, I think now that maybe if he can focus on what he really knows best and does best, I think he's, you know, a lot, he might be more suited for being just a position coach coordinator for defense and all that so I think it's a no-brainer that's the reason why you know uh, he didn't last long on the market he would have gone you know very quick you know as a coordinator not as a head coach I don't think so
1: not a head coach but I agree he would he uh, yeah he I'm crazy y'all snatching him up that quick but I I definitely think he was hot on the market though for a coordinator or yeah that's just something but
2: what do you think about that hire
0: yeah, so uh, b- before I give you my opinion, real quick question, Bobby, uh, and you can definitely clarify this for me: Were Quinn and Sorensen together in Seattle? Yeah, yeah, they
2: won a Super So, so question. let me, so,
0: so I, I'm telling you, I would, I would love to pick Nick's brain on this when we get him on next. Let's, we're gonna save that one for Matt. But I would yeah. love. So
1: that and- was one of my questions yes. when I was when I wanted to be on, and so we found right. out because uh, I listened to the podcast. Because uh, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't on, but I listened to that one, mm. um, and uh, he said that he was the special teams assistant, I believe, at I that believe point so. in time. Was- um, was- if I'm not mistaken, was- at that time.
2: Yeah, he started off as a special teams. Uh, coordinator, but I think at the time of the podcast, what was that last year, Wes? Yeah, the year
1: before.
2: Not okay. yeah. yeah. sure. Yeah, the coach he is right now, secondary coach. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. my my opinion,
0: honestly, is is I I am excited like you guys are. I just think he I think he's gonna have a lot of work to do. I, I'm excited to see him and McCarthy work together to, to see how they're going to particularly revamp this defense. You've got questions with Jalen Smith, who just went un, uh, underwent surgery today. I believe it's his wrist. Just um, you have Van uh, Vander Esch who did well but was really banged up. So do we have a Sean Lee 2.0 there? So that's my question with that. Um, Sean def- Lee. Yeah. Your defensive front, um, you know, was good to start the season, kind of tailed off towards the end of the season uh, a little bit, and then your secondary is a mess. Um, so I, I would like to see what they do in the off season with the secondary, in the draft with the secondary, and then based off that, I, I'm, I am really curious to see how that defense rolls. But I, I think it'll be good. I just think it, they're going to need to be patient with Quinn because he's got a lot of work to do. Uh, nowhere near the, the stress of being a head coach, but definitely a lot of work on his part. But I'm sure he's excited to go get in there and really just tear into that roster and, and, and see what he can do. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think it's a great hire. It's always, In my opinion, it's always a good – it's a good hire when it's a former head coach, especially one that didn't even leave. I mean, he's been he was out of a job for what you know two or three months, and he's he's already found a home in Dallas, which is great. You know, so I, I'm looking very forward to seeing what this team does next year.
2: Yeah, I mean, look at Noah Turner. Never turned out great as a head coach. and so was great as
0: a coordinator. Yeah, so. and, and on top of that, you never know in the NFC East, and, and as bad as this team was and as banged up as this team was, they were only a couple games away from making – I mean, they were a win versus the Giants and a, and a Philly win from making the playoffs, so – you know, like, I'm, I am can totally see this team being in the hunt for the NFC East. If you have a healthy Dak that comes back, we'll see what happens with him. I assume he's going to get paid. Uh, otherwise, if not, and they try and tag him again, that's a $30 million hit. You might as well just pay the man and get it over with. Move forward. it well.
2: 62 um, years. <laughs> yep,
0: and and then just get then, – then you can really get back to your main focus, which is the future of that offensive line. That's going to dictate yep. the future of your offense.
2: Yep. And uh, before we stop on this right here, to me, that's an upgrade over Mike Nolan, oh, man. I like
0: the hire. I do too. Going from one NFC, oh, excuse me, going from one NFC East team to another, Matt. I know you have a little information on the uh, Washington Football Team you wanted to tell us about.
1: Yeah, man, and this is—it's uh, it, kind of a joke. It's funny. It's nothing legit, but. Um... You know what? Again, I'm gonna shout out Grant and Danny. Uh, they ended up getting the on um, 106.7. The fan up here in DC, uh, you can hear them in Richmond at 12. Uh, well, not actually,
2: not anymore at 12 p.m. They're probably on from two to 6:30. Hey Matt, yeah, uh, again. cut you off, but didn't they just separate? They're not they're no longer together or what? No, they're no,
1: they're still uh, G and D, still Grant and Danny. They moved. They took uh, Chad Duke's time slot. Uh, uh, Chad Duke says. Uh, yeah it's a whole thing um no, nothing he said was was that bad uh, i mean he has his own side podcast it's the rodcast yeah, i think we covered that a few weeks ago yeah that whole nonsense but uh no grand dan still together but they took his time slot they which is a better clearly a better time slot from 2 p.m six thirty p.m on 106 7 but uh they had jason wright who is the uh i guess the president of football operations on the washington football team and a lot of people applauded that hire um and this guy came on a year ago when he got hired and i was blown away by what he said then and how he came across and a year later here it was a full 30 minute no break no nothing and it was it was. I recommend everybody go check it out. I'm sure they have a podcast of it or whatever. Um, but the new name for, this is breaking news, by the way, the new name for the Washington uh, football team next year um, is going to be WRAB the Washington. Random-ass birds.
0: Random-ass <laughs> birds.
1: And that uh, and that's straight from the uh, uh, president of uh, football operations from on on, on that team.
0: Yeah. No, that,
1: that's... So uh, there that
0: is. Yeah. There you go. There you go, folks. You got the insider scoop on that one.
2: Just like that. We'll
1: Just like
0: will that. We'll
2: see how that pans out, right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah oh no, and
2: uh, and it's still burgundy and gold. So everybody, rep.
1: Yeah. Random ass mm-hmm. bird. Right. I mean, that's. I'll be
2: honest with yeah. you. I mean, we won't touch much on this though, but I think they should just keep the name like it is right now. You know, I never, you know, at first everybody's laughing to how a Washington football team, but
1: hey, why not be different? Now, again, I'm telling you, like I, I wouldn't even. I'm not trying to push somebody else's shit right here, but yo, that I'm telling you, every. I wish you guys, all you, you, you two, and then the listeners, to go check that out uh, on the podcast, the Grand Danny Podcast. I'm sure they have it recorded from that that show, but. Those, guys, it, are Those guys are off. Such a good interview, man. 30 minutes, 35 minutes straight, and he answered a lot of tough questions. And uh, that team, yo, as long as they keep them there, Ron Rivera and all that, yeah. hey, watch look out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just not, not anything crazy. But just look out. They're going to be competitive here soon.
0: That's good to see from Washington, and I'm sure a lot of the people that uh, root for will be excited about that. I know – Matt, me and you in particular, Bobby, your boys too. Uh, we got a lot of friends that are fans of Washington, so good times as well to be a Washington football team fan. All right, let's so go ahead. So
1: this is cheers, uh, cheers to the Washington random-ass birds. There you go. There mm-hmm. you go.
0: Let's jump into these games. We got a lot of fun games this week. I'm pretty excited to go over these. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the Saturday game at 4.35 p.m. This is going to be the six-seed Los Angeles Rams uh, the Rams, they ended up getting the win 30-20 to 20 over the Seahawks. Seahawks, it was their third playoff home playoff loss in team history. Two of those have been the Rams. So that says a lot about the Rams team. They are coming in facing the Green Bay Packers. You have the number one scoring offense versus the number one scoring defense. Bobby, go ahead and give us a spread on this one, and I'll start it out.
2: Yeah, so go ahead and start this off, though, Wes. Uh, but Green Bay is favored and Lambeau by seven points so
0: that's like that's pretty good favors um wolford by the way is out this week so you have jared goff as the starter blake portals is the backup uh to jared goff so you know i love throwing my little jaguar plug there so i had to do that uh look you got the, the big story of this game is obviously Devonte adams versus jalen ramsey um the one thing that does get lost in my opinion is the fact that Green Bay doesn't leave Devontae Adams on the outside. They use him in a bunch of different ways. Nathaniel Hackett, we talked about him earlier. He's got a way of making sure Devontae Adams is it, it gets gets where he needs to be and, and basically puts him in position for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's played outside, inside, in the slot. I mean, he's all in all over the place. Ramsey stays to the outside. He is a lockdown corner, but he stays to the outside. So if they can get um, Devontae Adams in those uh, – uh, those inside plays uh start him uh from the slot have him go over the middle he does whatever he needs to do to get this game going they're going to need a healthy do- dose of the run game which means yes actually driving this ball at donald donald is banged up um he's playing with a, a, a correct me if i'm wrong guys it's a, either a, a tricep or some sort of tear that he's, he's just playing through um chest tear i i don't know the the specifics but I mean, you got to go at him, man. That like that that defensive line's strong. So if you're going to do the run game, go to the outside, go towards his direction. Uh Aaron Rodgers quick throws, make them run all over the field, get them uh get them tired and kind of play, you know, how they've played the last this entire season. Strong. So uh excuse me with that being said, I am taking Green Bay in this one to 13
1: Matt <clears throat> Yeah, I have this being a, a really close game and I have this is probably other than the Tampa Bay New Orleans game, this is probably actually I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of tough games. That Baltimore Buffalo games is gonna oh, be. Oh yeah, yeah, but no, this one's hard. I I, I want to pick I Green Bay's the smart decision. I want to pick LA again. Mm-hmm. I think I was the only one that picked them last you were. week. You
0: picked LA seventeen yes. sixteen, and they won thirty to twenty.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it could be possibly the same. Uh, especially if Jared Goff is feeling, you know, any better than he was last week. So, because Woodford, Wood, that other guy's out? He's uh, out. Woodford, Blake Bortles yeah, is the he's backup. Out. Right. Oh God. Here we go. So. Hey. 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 What, hey. You know what? I know. I, uh, here we go. What's up? <laughs> go I mean, ahead. Go no, ahead. No no no, no. 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 Go it. ahead. I love, I love it. Go ahead. Then, uh, so all right, I have Green Bay winning. I'm probably gonna regret it because L.A., I A. I I don't know, man. My heart feels like the they. they I don't know if they're going to fight again, but Green
2: Bay 24-21.
0: 24-21 Green Bay. Bobby, go ahead, buddy.
2: Yeah, I mean, you kind of touched base on it. I mean, you know, one of the key matchups is definitely Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. Um, Last week, you know, um, the Rams versus Seattle, even though uh, DK Metcalf had a really good showing. He had two touchdowns, I think 131 yards, but I think when um, Jalen was checking them, it was three catches for 31 yards, Mm -hmm. uh, no touchdowns. So uh, Jalen's playing at a very high level right now. Um, To me, the biggest um, matchup in this game is definitely going to be, you know, the Packers' um, uh, offensive line versus, you know, the defensive line of the Rams, not knowing what's going on with Aaron Donald right now, or the Packers' run defense versus the Rams' run offense right now. Cam Akers, you know, broke the 100-yard mark again last week. Whatnot. not? Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather in Lambeau is not going to be too crazy. I just looked it up. I think they are calling about 38 degrees, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of freezing rain. So it's not going to be a frozen tundra uh-uh. with a lot of snow or whatnot. No um,
0: ice bowl for sure.
2: Yeah, it's not going to be an ice bowl. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, though. I mean, I, I, I see this as a low-scoring game. Um, it's just hard for me to go against Aaron Rodgers um, in the playoffs. You know, especially after a little uh, rest that they had, having that bye. But I got the Rams winning this one 21 to 16. Rams
0: 21-16? Yep. All right. Okay. No, no,
2: no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Green Bay? My bad. Oh, Green Bay. That's
0: that's what I thought. I was going to say, he was talking up. Yeah, Packers, I was know. like, okay, I was whoa, like, way like, to oh, bury no, the world. lead. Like, he just goes in, he's like, just all nonchalantly. Yeah, I got the Rams winning yeah, in Lambo 21 16.
2: Yeah, definitely Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, twenty-one sixteen in Lambeau. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you.
0: <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next one, man. Uh, we got the Saturday night primetime game, eight fifteen. You have the Buffalo Bills, number two seed, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, both teams coming off a win. Uh, Buffalo eleven and three in home playoff games in team history, so that bodes very well for them. Uh, as you know, the Bills took the W last week versus the Colts in an extremely close one, 27 24. Bucks, that was their first playoff win since 95. Um, and then you look at the Ravens, they win the wild card game versus the Titans 22 13. Baltimore 6 0 in road wild, ga- road wild card games. That's kind of a wild little statistic. Uh, so, Bobby, go ahead and give us a spread. You can start us out, bud. <clears throat>
2: yeah, so, I mean, to me, obviously, this is the game of the week. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, I can't wait to watch all of them, obviously. But um, Buffalo's favored by three at home, which is uh, pretty much I could pick them. Cool. Mm-hmm. I've been going back and forth in this game, guys. I don't know what to tell you. I have to. Um, to me, I think Baltimore right now is uh, what you know with um, obviously with Lamar and Brown, like the hottest team right now. Um, they're clicking out all cylinders. Buffalo is. Pretty much the same. I mean, this is pretty much like a dream matchup right now that everybody wants to see in a divisional round right here. Um, I think this game really just comes down to turnovers. You know, um, both quarterbacks are going to make their plays. I really wanted to go with – I really, really want to go to Baltimore in this game. Really want to, but I'm going to have to go to Buffalo. I just think that Lamar Jackson, I think with that defense that Buffalo has, like they're going to game plan against him. He's not going to run for 130 yards like he did, you know, last week. But he's going to have a great game. I think they're going to hold him under, you know, 100 yards rushing. But I see Buffalo catching this one out, 24 to 21, advancing to the AFC uh, Championship game.
0: Buffalo going to the AFC Championship game. Uh, I actually have the same. I have them going as well. I have it being a close game as well. Uh, this Buffalo team has surprised me. Throughout the season, but no more uh, did they surprise me than uh, last week. They 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 started off really good. Now there was an issue late in the game. I, I have some questions about late play, late game play calling. Uh, they did also have the fumble, uh, which their one of their offensive linemen fell on top of, which saved the game for them and, and saved that playoff win. I know if I was a Bills fan, I'd be panicking right there because it was almost like they were giving the game away. But I, I still do have Buffalo winning this one. I think it will come down to the last drive, 100% without a doubt. I have Buffalo winning this one, 21-20. Extremely close one. Matt?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, this one's going to be, again, there's, there's some really good games here, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Buffalo winning 24-20. I think just overall they're a better team. And especially if they can get a running game going, uh, if it snows, I think that'll be a benefit. If it like snows enough to where it's going to affect field conditions, mm-hmm. that will definitely uh, benefit Buffalo more than Baltimore. Lamar Jackson won't be able to run around all crazy like he normally does. And uh, yeah, I think that's what it will come to. So yeah,
2: Buffalo. Yeah, I really want to, I really, really wanted to take Baltimore in this game, man. Being, you know, being in Florida, I love Lamar Jackson. I love what he's doing. He's hey let me ask you guys this question before we go on the next game. Is he the most exciting player to watch in football
1: right now? Oh yeah, no, I mean he's definitely up there. It's hard to say, man. It's it's really hard to say. I mean you got I mean, I, honestly I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. I do. Um it's insane what he he you know, what he's done in his career. Um I'm trying Leo, to Michael Thomas. I mean, there's some, there's a, there's a few people out there. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, but overall, I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're probably right. He, I mean, it's like when Michael Vick was in the league, you know what I'm saying? He's just, you exactly. he just don't know what he's going to do. Toss a 60 yard touchdown or run for a 60 yard touchdown.
2: Cause once he gets out that pocket right there, he's not a quarterback anymore. He's a running back and he's one of the better running backs in the league when he gets outside the tackles.
1: Oh yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah.
0: One of the most exciting players, without a doubt, the most. Definitely up for debate. We have that conversation. And we will continue to have that conversation based on what happens this week. If he proves us wrong and comes out with a win in Buffalo, we have to start really thinking about this team uh, and really making some statements because that will be a big statement in my eyes. Uh, Arguably one of the best teams in the league right now, in my opinion, Buffalo. Going into Sunday's games, we got Cleveland at Kansas City. Uh, That is a 3 5 p.m. game. uh, Andy Reid's 7-0 career versus Cleveland as a head coach. Uh, Cleveland coming off their first playoff win since 1994 when Bill Belichick was there versus the Steelers in a big upset. Uh, Steelers fell flat. Disappointing season for them. Um, Guys, Bobby, go ahead and give us a spread. Matt, you can start us out on this one.
2: Yeah, so this is our biggest spread of the week right now. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a – out of game. We'll talk about it, but um, Kansas City's favored by 10 points in this game.
0: <sighs> wow. Okay.
1: Matt let's off. Yeah, not not gonna say much. 35-21 Chiefs.
0: 35-21 Chiefs. You got nothing else? Nothing else. All right. Okay. What do you got, Wes? <laughs> uh, I got the uh, I got Kansas City winning this one, 31-20. But I this is a close game early on. Uh, I I really do think. Getting that win last week is huge for that offense. That offense feeds off that energy, and I think they will come out strong. I think Cleveland will make adjustments in the second half, and they will get control of this game. and, and they take they get out of hand late. Um, and by out of hand, not by much. I don't have them blowing them out. I do actually technically have them covering the spread. Uh, I have Kansas City winning 31-20. Bobby.
2: Huge matchup in this game is going to be Denzel Ward, the cornerback for Cleveland, versus obviously the most dynamic receiver in the game right now, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can control him and they can keep that momentum going, I mean, we're not talking about last week's game, but I didn't even start to watch that game. I turned in about an hour after it started late in the first quarter, and I saw 28 nothing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yep, there? yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm going out on limb, fellas, right now, man. I think this team's going to – I think this team's just – I don't know. I, I, I'm going out on limb. I got, I got Cleveland winning this game. 32-28, oh. to 28, Cleveland. I just – if they play like they did last week and, um, and maybe if Kansas City has a hangover off that bye, I'm going for the upset, though, baby. I'm going 32-28. Uh, hey, 28, Cleveland 32, knocking 28, off
0: 28. Super Bowl champions. Yeah, 32-28. Would certainly be big for Stefanski if that turns out even close to that score. I, beers on me, hundred yeah. <laughs> we'll percent. Yeah, we'll see. We'll that, see, man. That, that's gonna be interesting, that, dude.
2: I gotta catch up to West, uh, I gotta catch up to Matt though, because I think we didn't go over our records last week. Though. Oh, no, it's I, the
0: playoff season's over. We're just kind of keeping yeah, tabs at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. West, uh, Matt took the Rams over the uh, Seahawks. So, uh, and I think you and I took the Seahawks. So I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one.
0: I like it. I like it. All right, in the last of our four matchups, you got Tampa Bay. Uh, they came off a, a, a they had a win, excuse me, versus the Washington Football Team in what was really an awesome game. Brady has thirty one career playoff wins, uh, most by QB since the merger. And then you have the uh, excuse me, the New Orleans Saints with the win over Chicago. Not a real big surprise to anybody. They get the job done. New Orleans has won five straight games versus Tampa Bay. Bobby, go, go ahead and give us the spread. And, Matt, yours was short and simple last time, so you're going to start this one off again.
2: Yeah, so, um, Matt, I'm going to ask you a question after I give you the spread right now. You're up in D.C. and, you know, you hear all the talk in the town or not. But New Orleans is favored by three and a half, and, Matt, Tell me what the talk in the town is up there about Heineke, man, and his performance last Saturday night. Oh, boy.
1: been it <laughs> insane. It's pretty much 90%, you know, oh, he's the guy. We need to get this guy a contract, uh, blah, 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 blah. Then you got, you know, then you got your handful of people who are like, yo, don't get me wrong. Yes, it, what makes it impressive is the playoff game, but it was one game. This guy's bounced around and been on practice squads before in the NFL. He was in the he was, he in, was in the AAF. A- yeah, no, and he and he said that. No, he brought it all up. He said everything. You know, he's not afraid. And um, yeah, no, he. I mean, he's loving it right now. So we'll, we'll see. He says he wants to be in DC. He loves it here, of course. He says all the right things. Oh and yeah. Bubbles, blah, 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 but. Uh, we'll see how much, you know, if, if he signs for like a million, you know, one of the the veteran, you know, yeah, better like middle. Yeah. Sure. and then uh, possibly do the same thing with um, Kyle Allen, let Alex Smith go, um, let them compete. You can draft a quarterback. It gives them options. But yeah, no, nah, I, it, yeah, the talk up here is
2: insane. <laughs> I, I just want to know why. Heineken did not reach out to him a minute after that game. To use him I know, in the right? But I'll tell oh, you what, fair, he, made, he, made money, he made some money though that night, man. I think he made some money. If they don't resign him, I'm sure somebody else is going to take a chance on you know as a backup. <laughs> yep. What you got in this game, Matt? Tampa New Orleans. Good game.
1: Um yeah, no, it's going to be a pretty good game. I do have uh, actually, unfortunately, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady overcoming drew Brees. drew Brees isn't fully healthy if drew Brees was 100 um i'd probably pick them but because he's banged up like he is i think just tom brady and the, it, it's going to come down at the end you know who has the ball at the end and somebody might might, might have to make a stop but i got tampa bay winning 28 27
0: 28 no <laughs> okay all right, um, I'm going to go – I wasn't going to go next, but now I am because, Matt, I have the exact same score. The exact same score, 28-27. Nice. I mean, I mean, I, I got a,
2: we're also – We're also close. You won't believe my score, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I for the exact same reasons, man, I think that that offense – now, Tampa, uh, New Orleans has beat them both times this year, but I think this time uh, Brady's got that connection with all of his receivers. We've seen it with everybody. I think Godwin might be the only one that's a little bit off. I've seen I've seen a lot of issues with them too, uh, but I'm sure they're working on ironing that out. Brady knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, I uh, I have Tampa Bay getting the upset as far as the record stand. Uh, and getting the win over the Saints and getting them in the last one, not winning the battle, but winning the war, 28-27. Bobby?
2: <clears throat> I can't wait to watch this one either, man. You know, Breeze, Brady. Um, they
0: said this is the History Channel game.
2: I mean, you know, <laughs> you're right, Wes. You're right. I mean, New Orleans, I mean, aside from Breeze, man, I mean, they're healthy. I mean, Michael Thomas, you know, apparently he's, you know, he's back healthy. We saw that last week. Alvin Kamara, he's really healthy. Um, <clears throat> if this game had fans and they were playing New Orleans, I would take New Orleans in this mm-hmm. game in a heart. But since there aren't any fans in that stadium, I cannot go against Tom Brady because how can you not? I mean, this guy's proven himself. You know, I mean, we don't even need to pull up the stats of how many AFC championships or, or whatever has he's been to or whatnot. 28 uh, 24.
0: <laughs> there you go, Tampa Bay. All right, right, 28-24, There you go. Got all the predictions there. I mean, there's not really a bad game here, guys. Uh, Matt, which one are you most interested in watching this weekend of the four?
2: It's a tough
1: That's a one. Tough if you could only watch yeah. one, yeah, no, um, uh, probably the LA Green Bay game.
2: <sighs> oh God. Oh. Man, can I go next? Yeah, go ahead. It's not even close, baby. Baltimore-Buffalo.
0: Baltimore-Buffalo. Two
2: tough defenses. Ugly football. Two quarterbacks that are going to try to run. That That's going to be the hardest-hitting game of the week right there. Okay. Baltimore-Buffalo. So I can't wait to
0: watch. Mine was initially going to be L.A. Rams-Packers as well. So just for the sake of conversation, I'm going to change mine. Uh, I'm going Buccaneers-Saints. Hey, look, this is two – hall of fame quarterbacks that are going neck and neck for some of the most prestigious records in the game um this might be the last time we see one of them we know brady's coming back next year um we don't know on drew breeze but this is this could be one of the final times we see these guys matched up against each other i'm gonna sit back and enjoy it man you know uh, you talk about these players you know matt i know you've had uh, Drew Brees in your division for a long time now And he's a rival team I get that, totally respect it I was the same way with Peyton until he went to Denver uh, All three of us can say We have our, have had our issues with Tom Brady At one point or another uh, But this is this is a This is a great game If you're a casual fan, if you're a hardcore fan If you really sit down and think about it And look at it, I mean this is a good game to watch man. This is a really good game It's just a shame there can't be people in the stands to watch it
2: Hey, like you say, though, Wes, that's the reason why they say the best for last, you know, yep. that's the last weekend. And I hate to rain on y'all's parade, but being in the school system and a teacher, I got Monday off, baby, Martin Luther King Day. So I'm going to turn up and I don't have to <laughs> worry about whatever up with it. I hey. can't wait to watch it.
0: Hey, I closed Monday. I ain't got no problems with it either. So we're all good. But, uh, these are four really good games, guys. This is uh we're down to the nitty gritty of the season. Um, any big topics we want cut co- we wanna cover before we wrap this one up? We're doing pretty good on time, gentlemen.
1: Um, nothing off the top. I mean, we covered a lot tonight. I think we got a
0: lot done, guys. I really do. Um, Bobby, any thoughts?
2: Um, uh, really? Uh, no thoughts, man. I mean, we covered, you know, all the major news right now. Um, just kind of looking forward to, I mean, I'm not looking forward to seeing the end, but you know, right afterwards we go to the draft So we got to start doing our draft.
0: Okay. Okay. Matt, uh, I know we talked a lot about the Falcons earlier. I don't know if we covered this, um, based on everybody that you've kind of seen come in and out, uh, interview wise. Uh, based on kind of what you're looking at with the team as far as a blueprint going into next season, draft, capital, all that, um, is there a dream GM coach scenario for you right now, or is it kind of just take it as you go?
1: Uh, At this moment, um, take it as you go, because in my opinion, I hope we get a GM first, because that's kind of normally just the route. I think you should take, um, and then and then he has an input input on because they they gotta they gotta match up, you know he's coaching the players, GMs you know helping the draft, so they gotta line up. It's tough, man. We we it, we're, again we've all talked about it earlier. We're being real tight lipped, mm-hmm. and we just had a wait and see moment.
0: Bobby, uh, Devontae Smith, man, obviously probably the top wide receiver, most likely the top wide receiver coming in out of this draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on him? I know you touched base on him a little bit in, in after the national championship game, but your thoughts on him and then does a team like the Jets at number two with a new GM, um, new head coach, or excuse me, new head coach, do they, do they stick with Darnold one more year and maybe go after Smith and say, look, hey, we're going to give you the best talent we can potentially give you. If you can't make it with him, then we're going to have to find somebody else.
2: You know what? Um, Keyshawn Johnson, I was listening on uh, my satellite radio this morning. He made a very good point. Um, I mean, Devontae Smith has shown something that we haven't seen in like 10 years, you know, in, in the college ranks, you know, um, as far as his performance and his numbers that he's done in the last three years. I mean, he's the one that caught that winning uh, as a true freshman that, that winning touchdown catch against Clemson and that crazy last second, fourth quarter game or whatnot. Um, number two. No, I don't think so, man. I mean, the last time a receiver was picked that high, I think was Randy Moss or Calvin Johnson. I'm not sure if they were uh, two or three or not. Uh, that's a reach. That's a reach. I don't know. It's a trade for the Jets. It's a trade down mark, you know, a trade down spot or if you're, you know, sold on, Justin Fields or whatnot, and Darnold. I mean, Darnold's not going to be the future right there, but I do not think Devontae Smith is uh, worthy as a number two pick. So, to me, the best athlete in the draft, for sure. No question about it. Will he last out t- outside of the top five? No.
0: So let me ask you this then, um, as our kind of, you know, the college guy between the three of us. If you're number two position, and you're the Jets GM, you're making the calls, are you taking uh, – You taking you sticking with Darnold? You taking Fields, or are you going to uh, Mac Jones or uh, Wilson out of BYU?
2: I trade that pick personally, be honest with you, because um, I love Justin Fields a lot. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, no brainer number one. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's nothing that's called a zero percent, but it's pretty much a zero percent chance that he does not go to Jacksonville. Mm. So, um. It all depends. I don't know, man. Um, I personally think that, um, I personally think that if I were them, if I was the GM, which I wish I was or whatnot, I, um, I love Justin Fields a lot. I'm just a little skeptical, you know, he's a great athlete. I don't see him as a, um, Mahomes, Watson, you know, mobile Russell Wilson type guy right now. Cause he's only played, you know, three years or two years in college, you know, his experience. So, um, I would trade that pick down. I mean, they're going to explore a lot of options. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to explore a lot of options. So, I mean, I would, I'd I'm trade that pick, to be honest with you. I'd trade that pick and see if anybody really wants to go up, you know, like a team like Denver that, you know, might be looking at a quarterback. It's all going to depend on what Sean Watson's going to do, you know. I mean, then that's going to happen before the draft.
0: And that's and, and you you bring that up. That's an excellent point because a lot of signs point. If he goes anywhere, it's gonna be to uh, it's gonna be to Miami with that no trade clause that he has. Uh, and then they're the next pick. They they have the Texans' first overall pick. Uh, and they're, they're number three. That's a potential situation where hey, Houston, they can most likely get their pick back and then some if they go in that direction. Now, what that seems, um, a little bit far from reality right now i know that the uh the texans requested to interview b enemy they can't interview him right now with the play with uh you know everything coming up this weekend uh and he's mentioned several times that his focus is the cleveland browns right now and nothing else but the enemy seems to be making a late push in houston that's the only place he didn't interview with all the openings with the exception of philly because they, they you know they just fired peterson so they're kind of in the same situation where there's not a lot of people that are still in the playoffs that they can interview uh, but that creates quite an interesting situation. I know Bienni is one of the one of the coaches that the players in that locker room uh, lobbied for. So
2: we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll I'll tell see. you what, though. I mean, if they if, if Houston wants to save Deshaun Watson, you you need to hire like an Eric enemy or somebody like that, because mm-hmm. he's very involved in the decision making, and everybody knows a story about. They're like, hey, look, we're gonna. We're gonna have you involved in the GM search and this and that. We want you involved and whatnot. And they went a total opposite way and hired somebody behind his back and all that. You can't tell that, you know, to yeah. somebody.
0: If you're not gonna let give them an option and don't offer it to them in the first place, I mean that's a big mess up. And I read an article the other day, man. The city of Houston is really hurting right now between losing Cole, the whole Astros issues. Harden's gone, Westbrook's gone. Uh, Deshaun seems to be wanting on the way out. Uh, you trade away D Hop. A lot of turmoil in Houston right now if you're a fan of those ball clubs.
2: So, Wes, if Houston offers Jacksonville, Deshaun Watson in the first and 25th pick, nope. No. No. I agree. I agree. I I I love Deshaun Watson. I have
0: nothing but great things to say about Deshaun Watson. I know what he can bring to the table, and there's a lot that he can bring to the table. Not a lot of people want to come to Jacksonville, typically. Um and so you're trying to please another person, you're taking on a big contract. If I'm taking on a big contract, let's just go ahead and take a shot at Trevor Lawrence.
2: Absolutely. And by the way, there's another team that's been talked about a lot that don't be surprised if the um, Chicago Bears make a really big run at him right there.
0: And then going from that Miami pick, you have Atlanta, Matt, Matt. I mean, I again, we have a long way to go. There's a lot of things that could happen in Atlanta. You have, like you said, the GM, the coach. there's there's a lot of unknowns in Atlanta. But you, if you're the GM Matt, is what are you looking at that with that first overall pick? What do you want to do with that?
1: <clears throat> Again, it's I mean it's it's gonna be down to the GM if I Right, but if say. it's you, if it's
0: you personally, let's say let's let's say for conversation's sake, you're going to run into the next season with the majority of this roster, the same prime positions you keep Matt Ryan Julio's obviously still a part
1: but of the team. Deep. I could see us picking up Smith. I could see us picking up Patrick Certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, I mean, we could use an offensive tackle. I mean, there's a couple other holes that we could, you know, we could, you know, definitely take advantage of with that fourth overall pick. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just tough right now. It's tough. Um, I, I don't even want to make a decision. I, I, it's hard to guess because we don't know what direction we're going in. Is there
0: anything you don't want? like you want the Atlanta to avoid?
1: Honestly, I, I'd like to keep Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, so mm-hmm. I'd like to pick another need. I'd like to get another offensive lineman, uh, another defensive tackle to to get somebody comparable, you know, to help Grady Jarrett. Who's uh, been a Dante beast Dalton for that team, let me up. add. What's up? I said who's
0: been a beast for that team. I just want to throw that in there.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. He's a monster. I mean, he's a top five defensive tackle of the past couple of years. And he
0: really doesn't get yeah, his due on that side. But... So
1: yeah, Matt, we, all, we get Matt, like a good McKinley. What number
2: of pick do y'all have? What's that? What number of pick do you guys have in the draft? Four. So, what if uh, Devontae falls in that pick with the plethora of receivers that you guys have there?
1: I don't like it. I don't want it, but that's I've already heard that the rumor out there. Uh, again, Patrick, I right, yeah. like to be a cornerback.
0: I like that pick in my eyes. I'm more with you, Matt. I like that Sertan pick a lot. You know, pops, that's brought, what it. I would love pops it. brought it to the table when that's he was in the thing, league. Yeah. Let's see what he can do when he comes in. I, I'm with you on that, Matt. Do you think that's a situation where, like Bobby would say, you see one of those teams that are a little bit farther back, um, that maybe you can get a little capital out of it, go back a couple spots, and still be able to get him?
1: But uh oh, sorry about that. Can you hear me guys? Yeah, yeah.
0: There we go. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, sorry. I mean, yeah, no, I mean trading trading down, yeah, if they if the if it's the right trade, yeah, of course. They give give us some extra picks. Uh couple high seconds I mean, it just depends, man. Yeah, it all depends.
2: All right, all right, well we'll see. Hey, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for our uh you know me, man, the composed guy over here, man. Um obviously I love every episode that we do especially during the season and our picks or whatnot. But I also enjoyed the season. you know, um, mocking the draft, talking about who's going to be next or whatnot. Wes, you're going to have your hands full. Y'all got 11 picks. You got <laughs> two first for <picks.
0: laughs> Yeah, a lot of research this off season. I'm I, excited you, to do.
2: be surprised. I mean, obviously number one's done. But um, with all those other picks that you guys have, if there's that baller up there, man, you got so many other picks that you can put in the package deal and jump up and get another one. That's why Urban Meyer took the job right there. Mm-hmm. How can you, I, there, I, I can't remember the last time that there's been a team that has been this locked and loaded with so many opportunities to build a franchise like the Jags are right now.
0: Yep, it's an exciting time to be a Jags fan after such a disappointing season. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm starting to, the hype, starting to build now that we have a coach in place. I still want to know what the GM situation is gonna be. I'm pretty confident it's gonna be Bulk, who's our interim GM at the moment. I'm I'm pretty confident that he is going to be the guy. Of course, you know, I, I don't I don't care who it is. Uh, as far as the finalists we have. I'm not too offbeat, but it seems like that whoever it's going to be has already been mentioned to be okay with Urban Meyer as head coach. I just I I can't believe that they would go in a direction without the GM being on board with Urban Meyer. That that's just my look at it. But we'll talk more about that next week. We'll go ahead and wrap it up for this one. It's been a good nice hour. We got to cover a lot. Got a lot of extra stuff there at the end. So I, I I'm happy you guys hung in there with me for that. But uh, Matt, Bobby, thanks as always for being on. Everybody enjoy these divisional games, and uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Yes, sir, fellas. All right, guys. Yes, sir.